This is New Beginnings, hosted by award-winning broadcaster and speaker, Freddie Bell. A program for and about America's 78 million baby boomers. Here's your host, Freddie Bell. Hi, everyone. This is New Beginnings. I am Freddie Bell. Glad you're with us today. And coming up on the show, many of our favorite partners, including Libel Sturmbach is here, Joe McKenzie, and friends from AARP Minnesota. All this plus the words of the wise on New Beginnings. And our program is underway right now. Joining us right now, New Beginnings, is Dr. Michael Osterholm. He's a Regents Professor for the University of Minnesota and has served as an advisor to Presidents of the United States. And where do things stand right now, Doctor, with regard to COVID-19? The exact picture of COVID in the U.S. has become increasingly unclear. That said, the data that we do have suggests that COVID activity in the U.S. is currently declining. 1.4% of emergency department patients were COVID positive down 40% from four weeks before. Hospitalizations are also declining, with 14,509 patients in the U.S. hospitalized with COVID, again down 11% from four weeks prior. Deaths were less than half of what they were at 549 deaths per week. Though it's worth noting that the percentage of all deaths in the United States that were caused by COVID has not changed much, so it's possible that this very sharp decline in the number of deaths is at least in part due to delays in reporting. We're still in a much better place than we have been for most of the past three years. After a small peak of about 3,900 weekly deaths in January, we've seen weekly deaths remain lower than they have been at any point in the pandemic. Now, let me just make uh, two points here. One is, again, I remind all of us, as much as we talk about deaths and these empiric numbers, we can never forget these numbers actually all have faces and souls. And the second point I want to make is that we have to remember that these numbers tell us over and over again, we're past the big surge in the pandemic. We will not go back to what it was like in those first three years. We will not see another Delta or Omicron-like event uh, actually hit us in the way that they did. Now, I can't say that we're not going to see some notable increases in cases over time as new variants may emerge or immunity wanes in those who have previously been vaccinated or infected. But again, I feel very confident we are never going to go back to 2020 to 2022. So let me share my sense of where we're at on the international level. I think a lot of places right now are like it is in the United States. Lots of transmission. We are seeing a number of cases of COVID. But overall, the spectrum is much less severe in terms of illness, hospitalizations, and deaths. My sense is what we're seeing in many parts of the world is similar to what we're seeing here in the United States. Lots of transmission, a number of cases, uh, but a limited number of severe illness, hospitalizations, and deaths. And I guess at this point, that has to be accepted as very good news. Can you tell us what the variant picture looks like right now? In the U.S., we're seeing our first decline in EG5. Again, I remind everyone, I have said for years now, that when I look at variants, I assume any new variant is innocent until proven guilty. Now, what does raise our concern of a given variant of interest pushing into a variant of concern category is what are those changes that might somehow impact on what the clinical picture might look like among those who get infected. The red flags to watch out for in circulating variants include increased transmissibility, more severe disease, for example, increased hospitalizations or deaths, 
significant reduction in antibody neutralization from previous infection or vaccination, and reduced effectiveness of treatments, vaccines, or diagnostic tests. There are currently no circulating variants that I believe meet these criteria as classified by the CDC, and all I can say is I hope that it stays this way for a long time. The trouble with BA 2.86, and don't get me wrong, fewer people getting sick is always a good thing, but without a large sample size to study, we still don't know a lot about any of the characteristics from an epidemiologic standpoint. I want to end here with the closing line of the paper. I quote, The cost of such surveillance are trivial compared with the harm that these viruses can cause, meaning that we really need to do a much, much more active effort to survey for these variants circulating around the world and to try to anticipate what that may mean for human infection, severity of disease, and protection. I couldn't agree with the authors more here. We really do need much, much better global variant surveillance right now. Thank you, doctor. That's an encouraging picture. He's Dr. Michael Osterholm, and you're listening to New Beginnings. Please say hello to Jetta Wiedemeyer. She is a volunteer and community outreach manager, and it's open season time, Jetta, and that means that uh, a lot of folks listening have a lot of work to do between now and December 7th. They absolutely do. Good morning, Freddie. I'm so excited to be here because I consider Medicare open enrollment to be a national holiday. It, it's not, but, you know, you got to be excited sometimes, you know, with what you got. So That's right. That's right. And so with the de- December 7th deadline, what should our listeners be doing right now to get ready for this national holiday, Jetta? That's right. You know, Medicare open enrollment is our time um, for our older adults in our life, whether it's ourselves, whether it's our aunties, whether it's our neighbors, to check your plans. And I know that some people think this is a little dry, but Medicare has an incredible impact on our health and our health outcomes and our ability to take care of ourselves. And most people ignore it and they just let it go by. They watch their TV ads, they get really tired of it, and they don't do anything because, you know, the plan was good last year, it'll be good this year. And that, you know, it's a mistake. I mean, I always say, you know, it's a strategy, it's just not a good one. We encourage everyone to um, look into their Medicare plan, and if you think you can do it, people go to Medicare.gov, they they go into a plan finder, they, they put in their prescriptions, they put in uh, everything that's, that's important to their life, their uh, people, like specialists in their life, do they travel, whatnot, and then they, they get options. And in Minnesota, there's over 100 plans, so it's complicated. Now, that is a plan for some people that's completely um, organized and really tech-savvy. If that isn't your wheelhouse, uh, we've got some help to let people um, help them find a plan that's good. We have people on the senior linkage line that takes calls. We have volunteers that will meet with folks in person at 30 locations around the Twin Cities. Or we can do phone appointments. And if you've got an hour of your time, we can sit down and then bring 100 plans down to four or five and then let the person choose what's the best for them. Wow, we're talking with Jetta Wiedemeyer about open season right now for Medicare plans, Medicare supplements, and all the rest of it. So is this a core piece of what Trellis does? 
You know, it is. Um, we have a strong partnership with the state of Minnesota. They run the Senior Linkage Line. Senior Linkage Line is just a free statewide service to the Minnesota Border on Aging in partnership with Trellis. And we sit as the area agency on aging. Medicare Open Enrollment is October 15th to December 7th. And it's our opportunity to, to help people make good decisions. Now, people have a lot of options out there. Sometimes they go to insurance brokers or they, you know, look on the TV. The beauty of the Senior Linkage Line is it's a free service. So I like to say that again. Mm -hmm. It is a free service. It is objective and it's unbiased. And I don't, you know, I don't care what plan my mama chooses. I don't care what plan, you know, your relatives choose. I want them to make a great choice that, you know, covers the prescription drugs that they need, makes the right opportunities for their health care. And so we come in as volunteers and staff to just um, help people and have conversations. We ask good questions so that at the end of the day, um, some people want high premiums and they want low deductibles. Other people need a plan that travels with them to Florida, for instance, or Phoenix in the winter. It doesn't matter what the plan is. We just want folks to, to to get the good plan. And Trellis does things related to pensions and dementia, and we do things related to Alzheimer's. And um, But this work during this fall season of our year is um, paramount in helping older adults and the people who love them. You mentioned the Senior Linkage Line. Is there a telephone number or website uh, for access? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we are, uh, it's at 800 333 2433. Now, Freddie, don't call me in the evening. Don't call me on the weekend. I This is a state service. It is open <laughs> Monday through Friday. It is 8 to 4.30. And, and it, it, you're going to expect some real you know, significant wait times. So the key is don't call on a Monday. Call a little bit later, maybe after the lunch hour. That's always a sweet spot. Or right when we open at 8. But people who want to go online and avoid some of the phone time, the strategy is one of two things. Our website is Trellis Connects. So the word Trellis, T-R-E-L-L-I-S, the word connects with an S, dot org. And so we have a get help tab. And so if you can figure out your way to that trellisconnects.org, get help, you can attend a presentation and we can sit with you and explain everything. You can attend um, a phone appointment or a in-person appointment for Medicare assistance. And then, again, you can control your own health care. But some people who want it all by themselves, there's a great website, uh, the Medi- Medicare.gov is one, help, self-help. But then there's one called mnhealthcarechoices.com. That one is the state of Minnesota created that for folks who are high-tech and they want to just dig in themselves. Mm. They can handle that all. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you're thinking, I need a concierge service, it's 800-333-2433. All right. So what if you already have a Medicare plan? Is this a time to change it if you're not totally comfortable with it as well? You know, that's a great question. Um Everyone who is on Medicare needs to take a second look. You know, for me, I go in the grocery store and I cost compare milk, Freddie, milk. (laughs) If you're a person who will like look at, you know, this brand of yogurt versus that brand of yogurt and, and make choices... I, we talked to someone last week. They, they, they did a, a petition a spouse to a spouse. They, they chose to change their pharmacy, right? So it's, 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 medical moment is a time, if you're satisfied with your plan and you're thinking, 
maybe I can save a couple bucks, right? You might be good with it. And you might be someone saying, I don't, I don't like my plan. I need to change. This is also the time for you. But the greatest part is um, I talked to a woman, Betty, last week, and she said, you know, we, we went in, we had our appointment, and I said, what happened? And she said, we stuck with our plan. And I said, really? She goes, but I feel great because now I know that it's the best plan for me, and I'm happy with it. Mm. I said, you, it was worth your time? And she goes, yeah, because I have peace of mind. And I said, okay. And then, you know, you talk to someone who makes a complete change, and everything goes effective as of January 1st, and then they've taken control of their life. So, you know, it, there's no lose in this one. And if you can afford, you know, an hour to scroll on social media and look at your Facebook post, you probably have an hour to come in and just talk. And all you need is your Medicare card and a list of your prescriptions and, you know, some thoughts about, you know, what, what you want for your life. And then we'll just try to make you a buffet of options and take 100 plans, bring it down to four or five. And then the most important thing is because we're agents and we're not brokers, what anyone chooses. I just want them to make a good choice. So we give those four or five plans to the person. And sometimes they take it and they, you know, they look at it and they make the decision. Sometimes in another week or two, they call us back. Mm -hmm. But the key is, if we're procrastinators, this one is going to bite you, you know where. Mm -hmm. So do it early. Get get in in the queue. Get your plans together. Look at the TVs now and you have all those quarterbacks, you know, in the 1970s and 80s and 90s and they threw out football. Not the person I'd be want to be taking advice from. But, you know, you do you. That's what I say. You do you. <laughs> I'm Freddie Bell. And this is New Beginnings. Just for fun this weekend, did you know that dogs are capable of understanding what you say to them? Dogs really can understand language according to the research. They even process the spoken word in similar ways to humans and in the same area of the brain. The study sheds some light on why a man's best friend gets excited when we say walk or responds to an affectionate tone of voice. The study doesn't mean that spoken words are the most effective way for an owner to communicate with a dog. In fact, other research by the same team showed that neural reward system of dogs is more attuned to visual and scent cues than verbal ones. And did you know that one in four parents think their kids see them as very uncool? Oh dear, I really ought to do something. But I am already in my pajamas. And finally, did you know that most of us were afraid to go to the doctor? Six in ten Americans have delayed seeking medical attention. A study found that we avoid the doctor mainly because of financial worries and fears of a bad diagnosis. Just for fun this week, go see the doctor. And this is New Beginnings. Today, while you're going about your normal routine, 1,370 seniors will fall victim to financial fraud. Never saw it coming. Many will lose their life savings. He wiped us out. The Center for Combating Elder Financial Abuse conducts extensive research and provides comprehensive training to individuals and organizations to help prevent elder financial abuse. He wiped us out. How could this happen? Join the fight at endefa.org. Thank you for listening to New Beginnings. You can stay up to date with this show. All you have to do is go to Google or to Apple and download the Freddie Bell Radio Shows app. Yes, download the Freddie Bell Radio Shows app and you'll be up to date on everything concerning this show and anything related to Freddie Bell. More to come. Stay with us. This is a news-oriented broadcast, and all information is educational in nature is not intended to be legal, securities, tax, or insurance advice. Please consult with the appropriate professional before acting on information heard during the broadcast. You're listening to New Beginnings, New Beginnings with Freddie Bell. 20, 40 percent, 
and 45% bonuses on your money. Yes, you heard right. Annuity companies are offering some record-breaking incentives. Are they real or is it just another scam? Join us as we dive into the facts you need to know in this week's episode. Hi, everyone. I'm Freddie Bell, and now it's time to talk finance with Label Sternbach. Label is an Amazon best-selling author of Living with Financial Anxiety and Authenticity. 20, 40, 50, a lot of unfamiliar terms. Label, welcome back. Can you explain what an annuity is and how it traditionally works? Yeah, so real, real short, um, an annuity is basically a contract with a life insurance company where you give them a sum of money, and in return, they give you a paycheck for the rest of your life. That is the short and sweet version of what an annuity is. That's really short and sweet. So let's go into it then. We're hearing about these 40% bonuses. Can you explain exactly what the bonuses are and how they work? Yeah. So so annuity companies, right, they're they're making a bet, right? And their their bet is one of two things. It's Either we're you're going to there, you know, either you're going to die before using up all your money, or they're going to be able to earn more money than they're going to pay out in lifetime payments. And so what they do is they'll typically, when the market has been down, you know, 10, 20% or whatever it is, they'll come out with these bonuses and they'll say, Well, if you give us your money, right, and you purchase one of these contracts from us where we'll give you, you know, however much money you need for the rest of your life, we're going to give you a bonus where usually your, you know, let's say $100,000 would get you, you know, $10,000 worth of income. We're going to give you a bump on that of 40%. So your $100,000 is going to turn into $140,000. Wow. And yeah, and then we're going to grow that money for a period of time until you turn on your income, right? And so they... Basically, they they are they're sort of investments, but they're investments with the eye in mind of turning it into income. And so these bonuses they give you are on that income amount that you get to take out. And it's the way you should think about it is it's kind of like monopoly money, but it's monopoly money that you get paid as a paycheck for life. So. So do you take that 40 percent and put it right back into the investment vehicle? So. You the forty percent is only accessible inside uh, if you if you receive uh, income payments for life, mm-hmm. right? So if you were to you know take your money out of the annuity and say, hey, listen, I I give you a hundred thousand dollars, I want that bonus, and then in five years I want my money back, right? You're not going to get that forty percent bonus. Ah. However, there's going to be the, this is where things get interesting is they kind of separate your money out into two piles. They say, well, you paid us $100,000 and we're going to give you two two receipts for that. One receipt is, you know, your cash value and that's going to be for our $100,000 minus the expense for running this product. And then in another one, they're going to give you a receipt that's going to say $140,000, right? And each year they're going to credit you interest on that money right? Because they can't just hold your money for nothing. You're going to get interest credited on that. And, you know, the first year that hundred thousand, let's say you made 5% because that's what money markets are making. Let's say make it 5%. So you have a hundred thousand turns into 105,000 and then your 140,000 
right? That's going to turn into 150 something thousand, right? Because you're going to get about $9,000 paid out on that, which over time, that can be a significant difference that you're earning interest on 40% more than you would have before. Um, but again, you can only take that money out when you turn it on for lifetime income, right? Or for e any kind of income payment. You don't get to, if you say, hey, annuity company, I want my money back, you're not going to get any of that. So at what point does the annuity company start to lose money? It sounds like it's a one-sided proposition. Um, so the annuity company loses money in a few scenarios. Scenario number one is that you live longer than they expect, right? They have actuary tables. They, you know, get tens of thousands of people who do this. And so they know like, okay, on average, you know, a 67 year old male, you know, is going to live for X number of years and they bank on that. Right now, if you live longer, you have better genes, right? You're going to make out, right? That's one way to make out. Another way to make out is if the market does poorly for a number of years, right? So let's say, let's say you give them the money and then um, you turn on income, right? And so you're getting paid your, you know, whatever that dollar amount is for income, uh, which is usually a percentage of that value. Um, so let's say you're, you know, for round numbers, we're going to say $10,000, right? And the annuity company is counting that they're going to be able to make, you know, let's say you 8%, 10% on your money. But the market doesn't do well for a few years and the account value goes to zero, right? Or the account value goes down to 50,000. You're still getting that $10,000 of income every single year, mm -hmm. right? And so at some point, your, your income is going to well exceed the principal, right? And any annuity, you know, sales material that you get that's, you know, illustrated for you specifically will demonstrate at what point your the amount of money that you put in is going to reach zero and your payments are going to exceed the principal that you put in there. So there's got to be a trade-off. There's another side. You're stepping on this balloon. There's got to be another side to this. Is there something oh, yeah. that uh, investors should be aware of too? <laughs> there, is, there, there is always a flip side, right? Like annuity companies have been around for a very, very long time. They're not, this, they're not doing this out of the kindness of their hearts. <laughs> they're just not tossing away money. <laughs> no, they're, they're not tossing away money. Um, and, and arguably, you can say that annuity companies are, are the most successful investors of all investors in the market. They, 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 the way that the amount of assets that they have, if you measure success by the amount of assets and the return on those assets, um, far exceeds any other player in the market. So they, they're operating at a level that no one else can really operate other than, you know, small governments. Um, so <laughs> that's that. Let's keep that in mind. Right there. They have ways of making money on this. Um, and the flip side, right, is the flip side to, you know, a, as an individual investor, right, is if I'm putting my money in this annuity, what am I giving up? I'm giving up market returns. And let's talk about the obvious stuff you're giving up. So the first thing is, is they say, well, you're going to get invested in the market. And if the market goes up, you're going to, you know, participate in the market up to a certain percentage, right? That is, so the first thing you know off the bat is, okay, I'm giving up. If the market, you know, does, you know, 20%, I'm only going to get 10%. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's first is obvious, right? Uh, you know, the right up front. Um, right now, they're actually giving interesting bonuses where they'll say, okay, if the market goes up, 
you know, 10% will give you, you know, 20% return or we'll give you 15% return, right? So it's interesting that they're doing that. Um, but keep in mind, they can change that from year to year. So even though this year they're telling you they're going to give you, they're going to double the return, you know, next year or whenever it resets, that those numbers may be very different, right? As well as what the cap is, right? So they may tell you this year, oh, well, you get a 10% cap on performance on your return. Next year, it might be a 5% cap, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a moving target and you don't know what that moving target is. So that's, first of all, right? They're going to move that target and they're, they they take those profits off the top. Um, the other thing is, is you know, and this again, is they have something called spreads or management fees or account fees or sub-account fees. They have all different terms for them, but essentially the amount that's being invested in the market that, you know, has that limited growth potential, they take off of the bottom, right? So we know at the top, if it grows more than, you know, the cap, that they're going to take that money. But there's also a floor that it has a minimum amount of growth it needs to make in order for it to be profitable for you as the investor, right? So they may say, well, you'll get, you know, well, we have a management fee in there of, you know, 1%, 2%, 2.5%, right? And so, and they may even say, you don't get the first 2 or 3%, right? So the market has to do, you know, uh, 1%, you know, more than 1% for you to get anything. And then you only get up to 10%, right? Or however they structure it, every annuity company is different and they're constantly changing it. But just know they have this ability to take, even if the market doesn't do 10%, they're still making money over there, right? And you're not getting the 10%. So they're not um, in it to lose. Oh, they're not in it to lose. This is a don't <laughs> lose contract for them. The only way they lose is if when you turn on income and you outlive their, their expectations. We're right, talking, that, um, which even then it's possible. It, it's unlikely that they're going to lose in that scenario. They just won't make as much money. Um, but I, I'm not even done with the obvious ways that they're making money. Right? Oh. So, so that was on the upside. On the downside, right, they say, and this is what's very appealing to people is, well, you'll never lose money, right? So the market goes up, you get limited upside, but when the market goes down, you will not lose money, right? And that sounds great, right? It sounds... Perfect. Except there's always fees in these contracts, right? There's always some kind of fee for the for the insurance. They, it's possible for them to not have it, but if they don't have fees for the insurance, then they're going to take it out. They're going to say, if you take your money out early, you're going to have surrender charges. The other thing also is, uh, this is a little more devious, is on the upside, they don't, you, you're like, well, I'm getting the market's upside. You don't get the market's upside. You get what's called price. Um, price upside or point to point. So the stock market goes up, you know, by a thousand points or whatever, they're going to credit you the difference from the day you started or whatever the crediting period is to what it increased. But they, what they don't tell you is, is that that increase doesn't include dividends. About 40% of the market's return is dividends. So when you hear people say about the market's returns historically, 10, 11% a year, that's including three to 4% in dividends. So that three to four percent of dividends is not factored in to your into your returns at all, right? And remember, when a regular investor is invested in the market, it's compounding, right? So they get those dividends, they buy more shares, and now their growth is on an even greater amount, right? Which allows you to accelerate your returns. The annuity companies keep that all for themselves, right? Well, they don't keep it for themselves because it's not how they invest it, but you don't get that return, which means 
that your growth is going to be a lot less than the market, right? So over, you know, a 10 year or 20 year period, you know, your money might have doubled if it was in the stock market. But if it's an annuity, you, you know, maybe you'll increase by 50 or 75 percent, right? Your, your, your growth is always going to be less than the stock market. Mm-hmm. So um, it sounds yeah, like that there, there's a there's a, a specific market for these types of tools. Who is it best for, and how do you know if this is something for you with this enticing bonuses? So what I would say, right, and this is really where it comes down to what an annuity is and why I started this conversation by saying an annuity is a paycheck for life, right? So for somebody who the you know they have enough money that they can purchase enough lifetime income that will cover their needs and adjust for inflation, because that's the other thing, right? You want to make sure that it's beating inflation. So you either need to have enough money left over to offset inflation, or you need to, it needs to be a contract that has the ability to increase after it turns into income. So assuming you're able to do that, you could take some or all of the risk of running out of money in retirement and transfer that to the insurance company, which I, I, I can't stress enough the amount of peace of mind that can give somebody who, you know, usually the market upsets them, right? Maybe they, they can't take the roller coaster ride of going up and down, up and down and wondering whether they're going to have enough money to retire, whether they're going to run out. Or maybe they don't want to worry about, well, this month I can't spend money because the market's down and I need to wait for it to recover, mm-hmm. right? And because they don't have an income plan, because they didn't go through our 321 uh, retirement plan and build an income plan. Um, so for people like that, it makes it super easy, right? You go, you buy an annuity, you either get it an immediate annuity where you get the paycheck right away, or you get a deferred annuity. So it grows and becomes the amount that you need in five or 10 years. And then you turn on your income and you never have to worry about what the market is doing. You never have to worry about anything. You get your check for life and you're good, right? And so for the people who can do that, and that's what they're looking for. The annuities are great. I will say you don't want to put all your money in an annuity because you need something that's going to be adjusted for inflation. There's too many variables that the annuity company controls that you don't know up front. Up front. Mm-hmm. So you don't really know if you have a deferred annuity, you don't know whether you're, it's going to turn into the income you need it to be in 10 years. right? So you need to hedge your bets a little bit. Um, but for someone who wants that stability and that, you know, uh, peace of mind, it's definitely, that's the person who it's ideal for. The other person who it's ideal for is the person who isn't concerned about leaving a legacy and they want to maximize their income and they want to maximize, well, not necessarily maximize, but they want to max, they want to eliminate their worries about market returns and give themselves protection for like long-term care and that kind of, those kind of expenses. An annuity can really solve that problem, right? It allows them to completely offload market worry to someone else. And you've got great information about this at the website, yieldsforyou.com. Yeah. So if you go to yieldsforyou.com, we talk about annuities. Uh, We've got a few things on there about annuities. We've got some checklists if you want to go through them. Um, But, you know, again, always feel free to reach out. If somebody's pitching you an annuity, feel free to reach out and we'll be more than happy to take a look and help you plan out your retirement income to help you figure out whether it actually makes sense for you and your financial future. 
That's Label Sternbach. And the website, again, is yields for you Yields, the number four, the letter U.com. And that's all the time we have for today. But we invite you to join us again next week as we talk about what to do with those old life insurance policies you might have laying around. And this is New Beginnings. Thank you for joining me this weekend and hear today's words of the wise. Lift people up. It's a simple yet profound message that encourages kindness, support, and positivity in our interactions with others. It signifies the importance of offering encouragement, assistance, and emotional support to those around us. By lifting people up, we not only boost their spirits, but also contribute to a more compassionate and empathetic world. It also reminds us that our words and actions have the potential to make a profound impact on somebody's day. And by lifting other people up, we create a ripple effect of goodwill and positivity that can benefit everyone. Today's words to the wise, lift people up. I'm Freddie Bell, and we'll be right back. Vaccines.gov is your trusted source for vital vaccine information, offering a user-friendly platform to access up-to-date details on vaccines, including COVID-19, discover nearby vaccination locations, understand vaccine safety, and access resources for healthcare providers. With multilingual support and comprehensive educational materials, Vaccine.gov empowers individuals and communities to make informed decisions, promoting public health through vaccination. Stay informed, stay protected is all at your fingertips on Vaccines.gov, a message from the Minnesota Department of Health. And now, our supporting partner, AARP in the Twin Cities. Hi again, everyone, and I'm really excited to bring on now Kathy McClear. She is AARP Minnesota State Director. And Kathy, you've become quite the world traveler. And this is November, so it's a month of travel, but it's also Minnesota Caregivers Month. Welcome back to the show. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Freddie. I'm glad to be here. And yes, November is National Family Caregivers Month. So what is um, Minnesota AARP suggesting with regard to uh, Minnesota Caregivers Month this year? Well, we have 530,000 family caregivers in Minnesota, and those folks are helping their older parents or a spouse or an adult uh, disabled child and those folks are providing 10 billion, yes, billion with a B, mm-hmm. uh, $10 billion annually uh, in uncompensated care. So they're a really critical piece of our, our long-term care delivery system here in the state. Wow. So caring for a family member, it can be like a full-time job, and there's oftentimes no respite from that. Do you have any suggestions on what caregivers and their families can do? Yeah, um, here's a couple of big ones. First of all, don't go it alone. Uh, Being a family caregiver can be really exhausting and intense. And so it's great to connect with fellow caregivers who've been on that journey before to help you kind of find your way. Um, Along with that, really important to build a support network. So enlist the help of other family members, maybe friends or community members who can um, assist with some of those caregiving tasks and be sure to accept all offers of help whenever anyone offers. You know, what can I do to help? Give them a task and accept it. Makes a lot of sense. We're talking with Kathy McClear, AARP Minnesota State Director. We're talking about uh, different ways that a family member or maybe even you can get some help and make uh, the job of caregiving that much more rewarding. I understand that making a budget and talking early and often are among those ideas. What else would you suggest, Kathy? Yeah, making a budget is really important. Um, 
caregivers on average spend $7,000 a year out of pocket. So it's really important to understand what benefits you might be entitled to and how you can tap into some of those benefits. There are a lot of programs that people in Minnesota don't even take advantage of, and it's important to look look and know um, what is available to you. Talking early and often, so important to have good communication with your friends uh, and your family members um, and include the person you're caring for in that conversation to make sure you're honoring their wishes in how they want to be cared for. And along with that, sometimes caregivers can get uh, can have a little angst. They can get a little upset, can't they? Yeah. And it's okay to feel angry or frustrated or resentful um, and it's very common so be very open with your own healthcare professional you know they always say put your put your air mask on first before you help someone else and so you have to take care of your own uh, mental health and your own physical health um, before you're really able to care for others well we're talking about 10 ways that you can really take care of yourself and that person that you're giving care to care to during November caregiving month. Uh, what are some other ways that we can really have self-care and to take care of those who are close to us, Kathy? Yeah, so um, just a couple last ones. Get organized. Make sure you have all your medical and legal documents in place. Um, makes it much easier when you have to, uh, you know, meet with someone about your loved one's care. It's important to know your limits. Um, know when it's time to seek help. Uh, make sure you have the right skills to help the person that you're caring for uh, and enlist the help of hired uh, professional caregivers if you have to. And of course, take some time for yourself and know that help is available. Interesting. So is there a telephone number that AARP would suggest for those who are looking for uh, additional resources or maybe even a recap of these top 10 ways to take care of yourself? Sure. You can call the Minnesota Senior Linkage Line at 800-333-2433, or you can call AARP's toll-free Family Caregiver Resource Line, 877-333-5885, or you can get all of this information at aarp.org forward slash MN. All right. That's Kathy McClear, AARP Minnesota State Director, and this is Minnesota Caregiving Month. We'll be right back with more. And it happened this week. In 1960, Martin Luther King Jr. was sentenced to four months in prison for a sit-in. He was released two days later. In 1962, John Steinbeck was awarded the Nobel Prize in Literature. In 64, the Rolling Stones made their first appearance on The Ed Sullivan Show. It was in 1971 when Walt Disney World was dedicated in Orlando, Florida. In 1986, Forrest Tucker died at the age of 67. He appeared in more than 40 westerns during his career in film. In 1992, country singer Roger Miller died at the age of 56. In 1994, Susan Smith of Union, South Carolina, claimed that a black carjacker had driven off with her two sons. Smith later confessed to drowning the children herself and was convicted of murder. In 1995, singer Cliff Richard received his knighthood from Queen Elizabeth II. He was the first rock star to be knighted. And in 1999, golfer Payne Stewart and five others were killed when their out-of-control plane crashed in South Dakota. Stewart was just 42. It happened this week, and I'm Freddie Bell. 
Get the most from AARP, including advice and support to help you care for your loved ones. Fraud prevention with tips and tools to help protect you from scams and fraud, including a free helpline if you've been targeted, a scam tracking map, and watchdog alerts via email through the AARP Fraud Watch Network. If you don't know AARP, you don't know ARP. More information at AARP.org. Thank you for listening to New Beginnings. You can stay up to date with this show. All you have to do is go to Google or to Apple and download the Freddie Bell Radio Shows app. Yes, download the Freddie Bell Radio Shows app and you'll be up to date on everything concerning this show and anything related to Freddie Bell. More to come. Stay with us. As New Beginnings continues, we now take you to the spirituality portion of our program, where we introduce the senior minister of Unity South Twin Cities, the Reverend James Stacy. We now join Reverend Stacy with a program already in progress. The popular author Marianne Williamson said in her first and most famous book, A Return to Love, that God, the divine, speaks to us in a way we can hear. That's comforting. God gets our attention uniquely. For some of us, it's on Sunday morning in a beautiful worship service with wonderful music and focused prayer that some of us grasp. That idea of the Christ incarnation, Christ within. Others explore this world of wonders in many ways. The arts, exploring nature. And there, they really get it. They get that idea. Others reach a hand out to the world, encouraging the disheartened, feeding the hungry, visiting those that are in some form of bondage, mental or imprisoned. They reach out and serve another, lifting another up, And that's how they get the idea. I tried to convey last week in the Easter lesson this idea of service, ministering, helping another. For those of us that have most of our life needs met, we're relatively comfortable Some are extremely comfortable and blessed with many things. People that live in abundance, if you think about it, they only get this idea, they only find this joy through reaching out and helping those who don't have as much. Think about it. Their prayers, their desires, their dreams, their goals 
have been met? Where are they going to find joy? But in helping others discover the goodness of God. And for those of us that have limitations or lack in our life, our joy comes when someone comes to help us, to lift us up, to encourage us, a teacher, an aid, someone that helps you, and then you get it. This grand idea. I must be worth something. Carol came to my aid. Gerald thought I was worthy of help, of a little boost. As Marianne Williamson said, God speaks to us in a way that we can hear uniquely our way. Roar goes on to describe this incarnational world view. The divine, the Christ, is permeating all. He describes it as an idea in which matter and spirit are understood to have never been separated. Rudolf Steiner said it very simply and briefly, which is kind of unusual for Rudolf Steiner. And he said, there is never matter, this material stuff, there is never matter that is not filled with spirit. And there is never spirit in isolation that is not expressing somehow in matter. Many of us have believed God up there, we're alone down here. The Christ idea, it's all one. It's all one. Our part is to understand that. In the church, we would say it is our job to hold the faith. To believe in the unlimited possibilities. That good will express in each and every situation. This view relies more, listen, on awakening than joining some spiritual community. It relies more on awakening than joining. More on seeing than obeying. More on growth in consciousness and love than on clergy, experts, morality, scriptures, or rituals. The code word that Rohr chooses for this worldview, this perspective on life, is simply 
Christ. And in our tradition it is, you know, Christ within. So I invite you this week, we'll begin in a moment of silence, but play with this preposition and this proposition. Play with this idea of divinity, of God's presence, of the risen one, of the anointed, of the power, of the good. Is it located within you? Or is it your proposition, your perspective, your world view, how you see others, how you see this world, how you see the possibilities, how you see the path before you? It is a world of wonders. So let's take a moment and turn within. I'm going to speak a very old form of this idea. It inspired our prayer for protection that we speak every Sunday and hopefully more often than that. It was taken from the 5th century prayer attributed to St. Patrick. St. Patrick's breastplate is protection. And I'll speak it in part. I invite you to close your eyes and let this go to the very center, the very withinness of your being. Be Christ this day my strong protector against poison and wounding. Through reward wide and plenty. Christ beside me. Christ before me. Christ behind me. Christ within me. Christ beneath me. Christ above me. Christ to the right of me, Christ to the left of me. Christ is in my lying, my sitting, my rising. Christ is heart of all who know me. Christ on tongue of all who meet me. Christ in eye of all who see me. Christ in ear of all who hear me. You just heard a message coming from the Reverend James Stacy, the Senior Minister of Unity South in the Twin Cities. More information is found at their website at unitysouth.org. And today we celebrate National Chocolate Cupcake Day. It celebrates the sweetness of the small chocolate cakes with a dollop of frosting. One sweet serving satisfies chocolate and cake lovers. Bakers initially banked their cupcakes in heavy pottery cups. However, bakers today use a number of tools at their fingertips. Still, some use small coffee mugs, large teacups, or other small oven-proof pottery-type dishes for baking their cupcakes. Of course, the most common cupcake tool is the muffin or cupcake pan. This handy tool includes multiple cups in one device. Chocolate cupcakes come in a variety of flavors, too. And, of course, there's always a standard chocolate cupcake. So take the tin out of the oven and enjoy National Chocolate Cupcake Day.
That's our show, and thanks to our special guests for stopping by and sharing information that we hope can change lives. If you missed any of today's show, you can subscribe to our podcast or just Google Freddie Bell or stop by my website of the same name. Thanks for listening, and remember that each day is a chance for a new beginning. See you next week. <laughs>